What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and you guys are listening to episode, what is this, 391. How the hell is everybody doing? Uh, just got back from the doctor today, and I've uh, been having problems with my, my ears. Not like hearing, but like an earache or an ear infection that's like lingering. So they uh, they gave me some steroids. That's right, everybody. I'm on steroids it's like one of these crazy prescriptions where you take six pills today, five tomorrow, four, three, two, and one. And uh, it was funny. The doctor was like, listen, just so you know, take them early and with food because you're going to be really energetic. <laughs> you're going to have a lot of energy and you're going to be hype, hyper and ready to go. And it's weird. I was tired when I first took it. And now I'm like, all right, I could go on with the rest of the day. So um, there you go. If you don't need, if if you don't, if you can't get your hands on coffee, just uh, throw six pills of steroids or whatever the hell the doctor gave me. But apparently they're not antibiotics. They're just a insane like anti-inflammatory steroid, and I'm all uh, hopped up over here. So show should be interesting. Everybody um, got a lot of stuff to talk about. Going to talk about um, the. Uh, I guess the liar, the liar that uh, said he got jumped and there was a hate crime uh, <laughs> so he wouldn't get off a TV show or whatever the hell or some political thing, whatever it was, is ridiculous. Um, going to talk about, um, you know, my unacceptable, see what you guys have to say. So uh, just a whole thing. I had some really cool stuff happen this week. I went to a really cool place in New York City. Uh, which is legendary. I never heard about. I went to that. Uh, almost got scammed with a pair of Jordans. So we'll be talking about that. So just a bunch of stuff. So sit back, relax, get ready for TVE installment number 391. Thank everybody too. I want to thank everybody who submitted um, artwork. So I asked everybody or I told some people on social media, I said, look, uh, if you know of a designer I'm looking for new artwork, new logo. This is a big year, going to be doing a big tour across the country and just want to get, you know, the podcast revamped and, and get new artwork and all that stuff. And while we're doing the Patreon and stuff, thank you guys for the Patreon um, situation uh, with the uh, $3 a month subscription for extra podcasts. And, um, you know, but, you know, I just wanted to get a new new artwork and all this stuff. So a ton of people reached out. A ton of people actually sent artwork and I got to tell you, I don't know if these people were just amateur uh, fans or friends, you know, or amateur designers, but some of the stuff was really good. Um, and we're just working on, on on some other things too. So before we finally lock that down, but you guys are going to be seeing a new, pretty cool, prominent, um, you know, TVE uh, logo and picture and artwork for the podcast, which I uh, which I'm working on. So thank you guys so much. I didn't expect that many people to come on and start to send send some stuff. Um, you know, so that that's definitely going to uh, to happen soon. And uh, also going to do something big for 400, which is nine podcasts away. 400s coming up. I'm going to see about having a, a you know a big guest or or maybe do something um do something live in the city that's what i'm planning on doing so that'll be what 9 weeks from now sometime in the in the spring and what i'm thinking about doing is doing it live from new york city from a new york city comedy club on stage me sitting down with the equipment talking to a very special guest for the 400th. That's what I think I'm going to do. So if you're going to be in the New York City area, I mean, obviously we're going to have a date. It's a long time out, but that's what I'm planning to do. So if you're going to be around New York for the spring, you want to come and hang out. I'm going to have it very private. I'm going to have it very exclusive for diehard fans. And there'll probably be some, you know, people drinking afterwards, taking pictures, meeting up and all that stuff. Might even have some sponsors come out and do that. So um, there you go. We're, uh, we're, that's, that's going to be for the 400th. So that's an announcement that I wanted to make up front. Let's get going. Let's talk about this podcast. I'm going to dive right in to shoe shopping, everybody. That's right. Sneaker shopping for you sneaker heads out there. I don't know if they have like the sneaker head or the shoe head for women. I don't know if there's like a pump head. <laughs> is there, is there a high heel head, like a women like thing? I don't know. Like, oh, those are the <laughs> pink pump ones from 87. I don't know. You know, those <laughs> oh, those are the platform whore sevens 
from uh, my dancing days. I don't know if women have what guys have with the Jordans and the sneakers and all that. I know there are some women that are sneakerheads and into the Jordans. But um, the other day, uh, we go to... Uh, I look online. I'm trying to shop online. I'll talk about that after the whole shopping online thing. Cause I always felt like it was just, you know, lazy and all that stuff. But now when you find out and you go to these stores and they don't have the sizes, um, I guess staying home, not having to leave your house, getting fatter and waiting for a box is okay. But it's the getting fatter part that I don't want to do. There's something nice about actually getting in your car, driving to a mall, driving to a shop and not being a lazy piece of shit. That is, it feels like, you know, it feels good. It feels like you accomplished something, even though you're going to buy something, you know, it feels okay. It feels good. Because, yeah, you're buying something that your closet is filled with already. And it's not like you're achieving something. It's not like you're running a 5K. No, you're just going to the mall. But to skip that part and still gain something feels like you're cheating the system. You know what I mean? It's like you got you to gotta work for something a little bit. You got to go out there and, all right, fine. Yeah, I bought myself, I splurged. I bought myself an ice cream cone and a pair of Jordan 6s. But you know what? I left and I earned it. Um, That is really not the case anymore. But so um, we go the other day. We go to, um, we always go online. My son, my son goes online. My son is a bigger sneakerhead than I am. He's got like, for a nine-year-old kid, this kid's got, he's got like Jordan 11 Concords. He's got the white and red Jordan 11s. He's got the blue suede uh, Jordan 5s. He's got gray Jordan 1s. He's got, I mean, he's just got, you know, he's got these, like, you know, the sick low top Adidas. He's got, like, Vans. He's got, like, really, you know, his, his sneaker collection is sick. But the thing is, he doesn't enjoy it. You know, he gets one. He's so excited. He'll throw on, like, blue suede Jordans. They look sick. And then that night, he's looking for something else. And it's like he's getting, like, crazy with the shoes and and wants something else. And me and my wife have to be like, dude, you know, we love you. We want you to have nice stuff. And, you know, he's a great kid. He does, you know, his report card's always great. You know, so it's like there's no problems with him. He's respectful to people. Like, teachers love him. There's no issues. So he deserves stuff. But at the same time, like, I can't spoil him. Not to mention the fact that his foot is still growing. You know, so he's just going to have like nine-year-old, like nine-year-old feet size, sickest closet ever. And then guess what? You got to, what do you do? Pass them on down. It's not like, at least me, you know, I'm either a size whatever, 10, 10 and a half, depending on the shoe. Um, I know my sizes. It's never going to change. So I could collect shit and keep them in my closet. You know, this kid's foot's growing nuts and everything like that. So we go online, okay? And we start seeing stuff, and we're like, no, they don't have this, they don't have that, I was looking for these Air Max, these uh, Nike Air Max anniversaries, uh, Nike Air Max 1 anniversaries, which were released, so I'm looking for my size, no one's got it, so um, I'm like, all right, you know, I was gonna go visit my mother, Uh, my mother lives upstate, so I was like, let me go up there, I'll go to the mall up there, because it's a bunch of sneaker stores that I haven't been to up there, I've gotten uh, multiple Jordans from up there, because a lot of times, it's easier to get it there than it is, obviously, in the city, so we go to this mall, and they got a finish line, and then they got a Foot Locker, and then they got a Jimmy Jazz, and then they have a, like, they have a ton of stores, and a lot of sneakers that we didn't see, so I'm, I'm psyched, you know, I'm ready to take out the credit card and I'm trying to find these pair of Air Max. But I'm like, look, if I find a sick pair of Jordans, okay, I'm going to, it's like anything, you know, like for, for women, if they go out and they want to buy a purse, they need another purse. They want another bag because I know they get bags and shoes the way that, you know, sneaker heads will get sneakers, right? So if my wife went to the mall and she wanted to, let's just say, for example, she went to like Michael Kors to get a bag and she wanted a gray leather bag. And they don't have the gray leather bag, but they got this sick brown or blue one. She's going to look and shop and maybe get it. Same thing with sneakers. So we're looking and, um, you know, my son was like, oh, this mall has better, um, this mall has better sneakers or has a lot more selection. And it did. It had a lot of selection of sneakers and Jordans and stuff. So as we're walking to the last store, which we thought was the last store was finish line, we see this boutique. This sneaker boutique. And I look on the wall. And this guy's got all these Jordans. 
He's got fives, fours, sixes, ones, elevens, sevens. He's also got a lot of twos, which you don't see a lot of twos ever in the stores anymore. You don't even really see a lot of twos online. All right. For you people listening, you don't know what I'm talking about. Jordan's sneakers are listed from one, which the first one that he ever wore when he played in the NBA all the way until he was retired and then obviously now more later. So we go into this thing and I see like these gold Jordan 6s that were suede and I'm like, those look cool. They have my size. But I also noticed that when I looked on the shelf, I was like, some of this shit is used. I could tell. You know, so I look and I'm like, why is that Jordan creased? Why is there a smudge on it? And I'm just looking. But then some looked pristine and brand new. And the way to do that too is to look at the bottom of the sneaker. So I'm looking at the bottom of this sneaker and I'm going, okay, this is new. This seems... So I say to the guy, I go, are some of these used? And he goes, most of them are brand new. Maybe a couple, but most of them are brand new. So I'm looking. I put on these gold sixes and they just didn't feel brand new. They just, they looked it, but they didn't feel it, right? Then I see this, um, and then this is when I knew it was a little shady. The bottom of the sneaker had the price, and the price said like $225. So I go, is that the price? I go, these are $225? And he goes, yeah, are they listed there? And I go, yeah. And he goes, uh, are you paying cash or credit? And I was like, I'm going to pay, you know, I mean, I was like, I, I guess I could do either. And he goes, oh, well, cash will be better. Cash will be... So he's basically like, you know, he's like playing with the price already if it's cash. Meaning I could tell the guy, look, I'll give you 175 and walk out of here. But something didn't feel right. Then I see all uh, blue suede fives. Not like the one that my son has, but like the old school fives without the 23 written on them. And I noticed that the toe is like worn, worn out a little bit, discolored, worn out. So I say to the guy, I go, hey, man, is this, is this used? Uh, these are, or I go, these are used, right? And he goes, no. He goes, those are brand new. And I'm like, yeah, but the toe, look at the toe. And he like takes the shoe out of my hand and he looks at it. And he like, no, no, these are brand new. He goes, no, sometimes it just gets like that because people handle them. And I'm thinking to myself, like even my son who's nine goes, yeah, dad, that doesn't happen with sneakers. It's like, what kind of stupid asshole does this guy think I am? You know, it's like you're clearly trying to rob me. And, uh, you know, so I'm like, no, I'm not. So then like that really turned me off right before I went into right before I went into the finish line. I was just like, no, that's not right. This is like this guy's lying. And I don't care how many times somebody handles a sneaker the the suede on the toe doesn't get faded color. You know, it was just clearly not a brand new sneaker and it really turned me off. So that's my unacceptable, this guy lying, but it gets worse. It gets worse. I go to the finish line next door and the guy's like, can I help you anything? Are you looking for anything specific? I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for these Air Maxes. You know, I'm looking for these Air Max one anniversaries. Like, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, we don't have them. I'm like, okay. I'm looking around. I was like, yeah, man, I might get these Jordans next door. And the guy just goes, oh, be careful with that guy. And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, yeah, look, man, I'm just saying, be careful with that guy. He goes, some of those are fake, some of those are used and all that. And I'm like, I knew it. I absolutely knew it. And for your neighboring store, now granted, um, you know, I know it's also a sneaker store, but Finish Line's not trying to compete because Finish Line is all brand new and they don't really have all the Jordans that this place had. This was like a specialty store, okay? So if you're going to go in and you're going to buy something at Finish Line new, if you're a sneakerhead, you're still going to go into both stores because the one just clearly has older stuff, and I, I don't think it's competing. It, you know what I mean? I think it's almost like if you were into video games and you go to a GameStop, but next to a GameStop, you can go into a place that has, like, you know, Zelda and Mario Brothers or, or some old shit that, you know, that's more, like, nostalgic, okay? Um, so... Yeah, so that's my unacceptable for the week. This guy who's selling hundreds of dollars worth of Jordans, which looked like they were in somebody's closet. You know, and he's like, and, and, and here's the other thing. He clearly lied to me because he goes, yeah, no, we buy and sell. So I was like, oh, so I can sell you a pair of my Jordan 3s, which I wore two or three times, and then you're going to clean them up and you're going to probably put new laces on them and you're going to put them there. You go, no, no, it's pretty much brand new. Now, granted, I only wore them three or four times, so they are pretty much brand new, but you know what? I wore them, and they're not new, and you're charging hundreds of dollars for it. You piece of shit, you thief. Unacceptable. That's my unacceptable for the week. Trying to pawn off. You know, listen, man, these are expensive sneakers, all right? 
These are, this is not going into a place and buying like the Jordan 11s I want, the gray suede, they're five to $600. Okay. That's a five to $600 pair of shoes. All right. The suede is soft. It's amazing. You can't put shit like that on your shelf and clearly see a smudge on it and say it's brand new and have some sticker on it and then go, well, you're doing this with cash. We'll figure this out. It's like, what is this? You know, I felt like it was the guy selling the Chucky doll in child's play. (laughs) Remember that? Remember the guy selling the doll? He was like, yeah, you know, there's a guy in the alley. He's got one. I think he's got one left. And he was like, all right, lady. And his teeth are all green. And he was like, all right, I'll give it to you for this. And she's like, please, he really wants it. He's dying for it. And he's like, I'll tell you what I'll do, lady, just because it's Christmas. You know what I mean? It's stupid, you know, stupid shit like that. That's what this store was. But lying about it was definitely unacceptable. You can't, you can't do that. You know, and nothing is worse. Nothing is worse than when you go to buy sneakers and you're like, uh, yeah, man, can I see these in like a 10, 10 and a half? And then they come back with like three boxes and they're like, look, all we had is a nine and a half, 11 and 11 and a half. But you know, sometimes they run small. I'm like, listen, yeah, sometimes they run small, but my foot's not going to shrink to it. <laughs> you know, or my, my foot's not going to grow into an, an NBA player's foot in, in, you know, overnight, buddy. It's like I said the 10 and a half because I know like I'm clearly asking for a sneaker that's pretty rare. You should know that I know, especially if I give you two sizes. It's like, yeah, man, can I get a 12, 12 and a half? Listen, I got a 14 and a 15, but try it because if you wear snow boots under them, <laughs> if you wear snow boots under them, they might be, you know, you might be able to get them on. So yeah, of course, you fucking thief. Um, so there you go. That was, that was the... Um, that was the shoe thing, and now I ended up not getting them, but I want the Air Max. Somebody said to me, Paul, I'm looking to up my sneaker game. Okay, so this is all for this. Right now, this is all for the Verzi Effect podcast listeners if you're into sneakers, okay? This is it. People saying, Paul, what sneakers should I get if I'm trying to up my sneaker game? All right? Now, I only deal with a certain pair of sneakers, okay? I only deal with pretty much Nike Air Max certain pairs of Jordans, and Adidas. Those are like my main go-tos. Now, if I see like the Clyde Courts that Puma make, I would buy those for basketball if I played in pickup basketball or when I play and shoot around with my son or maybe play with the dads in my neighborhood or whatever. Like some of the fathers in the neighborhood from the basketball league want to play on a certain night of the week. And if I do that, I'm going to get probably these, these Pumas, right? But that's not what I'm going to rock on stage. That's not what I'm going to rock casually. That's going to rock when I ball, when I go shoot around, I go to the gym or something like that. Um, but if you have a weak sneaker game, and you know who you are, all right, look at your sneakers. If you're pulling the laces so tight that the leathers are like touching on both sides, then you got that big, stupid, dumb, wide-looking toe and your sneakers are dirty. It's like grow up. It's like fucking donate them to people, throw them out, and get your shit together. You're a grown fucking adult. You put on some crispy fucking sneakers. That's it. All right? If your feet aren't wrapped up nice, I don't know what you're doing. All right? Seriously. And I'm not even trying to be funny here. If you're not wearing pretty much brand new flawless things on your feet when you go out as an adult, what are you doing? You know, and I don't want to hear, oh, well, you know, it's expensive. Fuck that. You buy one pair, you take care of them. Okay? The other thing you do, you buy the Jason Marks cleaner. Okay? The Jason Mark cleaner. It's not like these typical ones that you that they try to sell you a footlocker with the, the foam spray and all that. Jason Mark is a serious, serious thing. Okay? They change the sneaker game. I'm giving you people dimes right now. All right? What they do is it's a little comes in a little purple bottle, it comes with a scrub brush, it comes with a towel, the whole deal. And what you do is you basically put a few drops in the sink. You have the sink come up an inch or two, an inch or two of water, or you get a bucket with an inch or two of water, warm water, and you put a few drops of the Jason Marks in there, okay? And you just, you take the brush and you just, you know, You put the brush in the water and you go over the part of the sneaker that's a little dirty, a little scuff on the bottom, and it is brand fucking new. It is brand new on suede, leather. It works on the laces. It works on the stitching, which changed the game. Because you know how I used to clean sneakers with soap and everything would get clean? 
um, yeah, so you would you would you would clean the sneaker, but then it would get wet. You and then all of a sudden the the stitching would be dirty. So you clearly knew it was a used sneaker. Not this shit. You scrub down the entire sneaker, and then you put the exact same laces that that comes with the sneaker, brand new. Your sneaker will be brand new. They have a Jason Marks storefront in San Francisco. You bring your sneakers in. And then you come back and pick them up and they're in a bag. It's almost like it went to the car detailer and the sneakers are brand new. You cannot believe it. But you can buy that solution at Sneaker Store's finish line. It's called Jason Marks. They are not a sponsor of my show, although they should be for what I just said. Okay? Um, So there you have it. Um, Check out Air Max. I always say Air Max 1, you just really can't go wrong with... They look good on anything. They look good with jeans. They look good with shorts. They look good with anything. Khakis, shorts, jeans, whatever. You know, they're just, they're, they're clean. They come in different colors. They, uh, they're just nice. They're just nice Nike sneakers. Um, and they haven't blown out on the side like what happened to Zion Williamson. Did you guys see that shit? How bad does that look for, look for Nike? The number one prospect and player in the country. One of the freakish athletes I've ever seen. I was actually talking to Bill Burr about it last night. We were saying how it's like the closest thing we've ever seen to like a like a, a Bo Jackson. You know, the guy's got a 47-inch vertical leap and he's like 280, 6'9", 6'10". I mean, it's, it's unhurt. Like when you watch, there's a video of him jumping and his teammates are just watching him and his legs and feet just go so high. They just start falling back laughing. It's like the sickest thing. And last night he's playing UNC. It's the game that we went to a few years ago. Biggest rivalry in all of sports. The place is going nuts at Duke. Cameron Indoor. And 33 seconds into the game, he did a like a quick move. His leg slipped and his foot blew through the seam and the side of the... It looked like a, a cigar blowing up in a cartoon. You know when a cigar would blow up in the cartoon and the guy's head would be all... His face would be filled with all the black soot and his hat would be up. And he'd be all pissed off and Bugs Bunny would be laughing his ass off. That, that um, you know, that was what the shoe did. His shoe like exploded. And I guess they were Paul George sneakers he was wearing. And just his giant NBA athletic foot just flew through it. It was crazy. Um, But that's what I'll say. I say go for Air Max 1s. I say certain pair of Jordans you could get. You know, but just have, just wrap your feet up clean, people. Wrap your feet up clean. You know, it's gotta be. You know, I honestly, like, I'm, I'm not even trying to joke around or be funny now. When I see a grown adult walking with just stained, dirty shoes and dirty sneakers, it says, then think about their house. Think about their, think about where they live. Think about their car. Think about how they live their life. Think about how they eat. I'm not even, I'm not even joking. It's like, how can you wear shoes where the soles look like you've been running around in a, in a swamp for three days? Like you've been wrestling around in a swamp and and, and all of a sudden you're just going to let the dirt dry and wipe it off a little bit and walk around like that's fine? And I got to be honest with you, ladies, how do you date a guy like that? Oh, I don't care about his shoes. It's like you should care about his shoes because that shit's going to come on. You're going to care about his shoes when his fucking sloppy ass life comes into your life when you start dating this asshole. When you go to his bedroom and his clothes piled up to the thing, dirty, his kitchen's filled with, you know what I mean? That's the same shit. I think. Maybe I'm being a little bit of a snob here. I'm not saying a little stain, so relax, assholes. Okay, I'm not saying a smudge here or there, you know. Some of my Jordans aren't absolutely showroom condition perfect. But I'll tell you what, when they're not, I go to the bathroom, I wipe some shit off. I wipe the sneaker down. I put the stuffing back in the toes. I wrap the shoelaces around the sides. I put them in the box. I put the tissue over them in the box. I put them up in the closet. My sneaker game is fresh, and it has to be. It has to be because I'm a grown-up. I got to have clean sneakers. I got it. It's just got to be clean. That's the name of this episode, Clean Sneakers. Because if your sneakers aren't clean, it says a whole lot more about you than just what's on your feet. And by the way, looking at some, don't, can't you look at somebody's, my father always told me this. A man has to have a nice pair of shoes on his feet and a nice watch. And I've always looked at somebody like that, where you see somebody and you're like, you know what, nice watch. Shoes are wrapped up nice. Feet are wrapped up in leather. You know what? This guy's got his shit together. You know, you could tell what somebody drives by what's on their feet. I'm not even joking. You want to see? I, I could tell. I can look at somebody's face 
shirt, and sneakers and tell what they drive. It's, it's very simple. Okay, you got a dirty pair of Pumas, right? You got an old pair of Pumas. They're a little dirty. Someone's driving, I'd say a... I would say a dirty pair of Pumas that are old. I would say you're driving like a, you know, 07 Corolla. You know, maybe a, yeah, maybe a 07 Corolla with like, you know, 114,000 miles on it. That's just, you know, and your family shares it maybe. All right, let's move on. Somebody's got New Balance. Decent, yeah, there's a couple of new pairs of New Balance that I'd wear. But, you know, if somebody's wearing the typical New Balance, the 570s, the typical one, you know, gray or blue, you know, I would say they're driving, I mean, if on a higher end, maybe like a, it depends. If it's the old school gray ones, the old man gray ones, I would say you're probably rocking like a, like an older Infinity, maybe a 2011 Infinity, all the way down to like a decent Camry. Um, you know, if you have Reeboks, you're in the, you're probably, if you're in the Reeboks right now, you're probably rocking a new Hyundai that you think is dope and it might be, but it's, it's still the Hyundai when you walk out with the Reeboks. Um, you know, if I would say if you're rocking, um, if you're rocking like a, a Kia, if you're rocking a new Kia, a new Kia, the nice Kias, you probably got like low top Adidas, you know, I'd say maybe Shell Toes, maybe Stan Smith's, all right, and then, um, you know, and then it goes to certain Jordans, you know, if you're rocking like Jordan, you know, 11 Concords, you're probably Jap- going Japanese, that would be, if you're rocking Jordan 11s, your car's Japanese, uh, you know, <laughs> I know this sounds nuts, but test it out. Test it out. Next time you go to the mall at a restaurant, you see somebody's sneakers. Here's what you do. You look at their sneakers. You try to figure out what they're driving. You follow them out to the parking lot. You see what they pull out in. I know it sounds a little creepy and stalkish, but it's a fun game. You and your friends throw in 20 and you go, look, 20 bucks, this guy's rocking a Japanese ride. And the other guy goes, no, fuck you. He's that's definitely German. And then you got $40 on the thing. So now you watch the guy eat and you know, you go out there. One of you are designated to follow the guy out to the parking lot. The only way it works is if you have video proof that the guy gets in the car. You take a picture on your iPhone, you bring it in, and somebody gets paid. That's what that's what I would do. But, you know, there you have it. You know, yeah, and you could tell uh, a lot of t- <laughs> a lot of times people who drive Audis, um, I would say, don't really wear too many brand name sneakers. But when they do, it's Nike. You know, you know what I mean by that? Like not brand names, like the nicer, you know, more like a leather, like a loafer. <laughs> Loafers and Audis. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on. There you go. So that's a fun game you could play. You're welcome, everybody. Um, so a guy, the guy was lying about being jumped. He sat down and paid. Two people to play the hate crime people got busted, got arrested, and they gave $100,000 bail. And I only have one little problem with this. There's only one because I'm glad he's getting what he deserves. The only problem is all of the people who speak out against things like this, where are they now on on the other side? You know, where are they now? They wanted it to be like Trump supporters, white Trump supporters, white supremacists, anti-gay, tried to make it political, and they found out it wasn't. And where everybody's either quiet or like quietly shaking their head like, oh, I can't believe that happened. But where's all that, where's all the, you know, all the people that want to go on social media constantly and be like this and that, and that, that was ridiculous. No, instead, it's like, yeah, well, if the tables were turned, and that's why it sucks. But other than that, I'm glad the guy got what he got. And it just goes to show you, if people are willing to do something that just didn't even happen to try to prove a point, it's like, it's bad. So, but I'm glad, uh, it seems like justice was served. It seems like, you know, the right thing definitely um, happened, which is nuts. Uh, The fact that I even got to that. And I had no idea. I'm so in the dark and not paying attention to things that I'm just like, you know, hold on one second. That was, uh, 
Anyway, my daughter. So, yeah. So, like, I haven't even been paying attention. i just been watching friends go, no way that's real. That's fake. And I heard somebody say, I can't believe that, this and that. And I'm like, what happened? And somebody just had to tell me. I was, I was smoking, like, one of my first cigars since the um, Impractical Jokers cruise. And my buddy was just like, yeah, he, like, hired people. And I was like, you know what? I'm glad I'm out of it. I'm glad I'm out of it. I'm glad I'm out of talking about political stuff. I'm glad I'm not, you know, I'm glad I'm not listening to anything. You know, I'm just glad. I'm just, I'm away from it. I'm watching guys' feet blow out of sneakers in basketball, and I'm perfectly happy with that. I'm sitting around watching, you know, phenomenal athletes, and I'm happy with that. Just doing my stand-up, having a great time doing my stand-up, and uh, working on new material, and, and getting ready for a really nice year, and doing some stuff, and I'm not even worried about what the masses are upset about. And it's it's beautiful on this side. Speaking of doing a, having an awesome time doing um, comedy, uh, I actually performed for the first time ever at the New York Friars Club. And the Friars Club is legendary. I'm going to give you guys a history of it. So um, for you people that know, it's all the old Friars where they, they did all of the old roasts from there, from the Friars Club. It's a it's a it's a private club for, you know, show business, for entertainers for and, and, a, and a ton of comedians. Okay, uh, it's located in um, near Midtown Manhattan, and this guy Jiggy calls himself Jiggy, good guy. He's one of the openers for the Impractical Jokers, and um, so he hit me up. We worked together on the Impractical Jokers ship, and he hits me up and he says, "Hey, Paul, I got a Tuesday show, eight o'clock at the at the at the Friars Club. If you want to go." Now I didn't know anything about it. So I go there, and the showroom is this little room called the Milton Burrow Room. And then, like, the bar area and the area where you hang out and wait before you go in the showroom is the Barbara Streisand Room. Then you go up these huge spiral stairs, and it's all old architecture, like old, thick wooden doors. Look like they belong in a castle. And, and, and you go all the way up, and there's a billiard room, and there's sketches on the wall, and there's, like, statue heads, and there's pictures of Sid Caesar... Uh, rest of soul, all these people, and 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 um, you know Richard Pryor and Robin Williams, and and you belong. You become a member, and you get to go to functions and events. But like the old timers and the old comedians, when you go downstairs and eat in the dining room, apparently they like busting balls because that's what the old Friars Club was, and it's really cool. So I'll give you guys. So it basically says the Friars Club is a private club in New York City, founded in 1904 that hosts celebrity roasts. Um, the club's membership is composed mostly of comedians and other celebrities. It is located at 57 East 55th Street between Park and Madison Avenue in the building known as the Monastery. And it was so cool. Like you walk in, there's a doorman who opens it for you. It feels very exclusive. And um, I got to be honest, I was really taken back. Um, it Yeah, it started its roots... Uh, its organization traced its roots to 1904 when representatives of the Broadway theaters working um, with New York publicists organized a press agents association to exchange lists of people who were fraudulently receiving, receiving complimentary passes to shows. The group regularly met um, at Brown's Chop House. Shortly thereafter, it began tribute dinners to theatrical celebrities, the first being... Uh, Clyde Finch, um, okay, and then um, the, uh, and then the Oscar Hammerstein was toasted in 1908, the year in which the Friars moved into a clubhouse at 47th Street. So this has just been going on and going on and going on, and then um, you know. Here we go. In 1950, Sam Levinson and fellow comedian Joe E. Lewis were the first members of the New York Friars Club to be roasted. <clears throat> Excuse me. The club has roasted a member every year since the inaugural roasting. Between 1998 and 2002, the club's roast were aired on Comedy Central, which then began organizing its own annual roasts. So the roasts that you see <clears throat> on Comedy Central started from 98, Eight to O two at the Friars Club. They kept it there, okay. And um, this is amazing. So this will be the last thing that I'll read, but it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Um, in 1999, filmmaker Dean Ward's documentary uh, "Let Me In" 
I Hear Laughter, A Salute to the Friars Club, was shown on Cinemax. It featured previously unseen footage of roasts and interviews with friars such as Milton Berle, Buddy Hackett, Sid Caesar, Steve Allen, Henny Youngman, Jeffrey Ross, Larry King, Ed McMahon, and Phyllis Diller. It's pretty cool. In 2001, Hugh Hefner's roast at the Friar Club was the scene of Gilbert Godfrey's public telling aristocrats joke. Yeah, so there you go. So anyway, I could go on and on about it. It's really amazing. Um, they have the lists of roasts here, and you just see Sammy Davis Jr. and Red Buttons, George Burns, uh, Lucille Ball, Alan King, Johnny Carson. I mean, the list goes on and on. Nat King Cole, um, you know, it's it's just Milton Berle, uh, Barbara Streisand, Jerry Lewis, and Henny Youngman and all this stuff, Red Fox. So I go to this old building and I'm like, where's the show? And it's in this little tiny room and they close these doors and it's packed in and it was awesome. It was just awesome. It's a little stage. It felt very intimate, but it was just a really cool experience. So, um, you know, you could feel the history there. You could feel just old funny fucks were in there. You could just feel it. And, um, you know... Uh, Don Rickles, too, was Roastmaster, Johnny Carson and stuff there. So, really cool. And um, if you guys ever want to see it, you got to check out um, Jiggy's show. You got to check it out. And uh, it's I think he does it once a month at the Friars Club. And you do not have to be a member to go. They're trying to get younger people in there and check it out. So, really check it out. I think, uh, I think you guys will love it. It was a really cool experience for me. And uh, thank God I had a good set. Otherwise, the ghosts would be like, hey, who let this kid in, okay? All right, so let's move on. Um, oh, yeah, this is something I want to talk about, and then I'll see what you guys wrote in. Oh, I almost slipped at my foot. I almost slipped so bad. The ice, I just we just had a flat thing of ice. And you know when you're younger and you hear, yeah, man, that dude slipped down, fell on his head, went into a coma, died, or like you just hear something awful like that, God forbid. Um, like I was walking down, and I came home from from performing and my feet just almost gave out and luckily I'm you know insanely athletic and I know what I'm doing and coordinated no I had to like gather myself like midair my hands were just like flailing in the air to just kind of get get my balance and I ended up catching myself um and I just realized I'm like if if my hands were like tied or I was holding something or like I was holding a child or one of my kids, and I went down, I would have busted my ass bad. So, um, and I know that that shit has happened to people. So I was like, guys, I'm not even kidding. Like, I, you know when you just have to wait a second after something almost happened? Like, it didn't happen. And you're happy it didn't happen. You're like, oh my God. But you just have to sit back and just reflect on what could have been, what just happened. You gather yourself and you're like, holy shit, that was the moment. That was the moment that I had where I was like, I almost just busted my fucking ass. Um, and I'm glad that I didn't. Here we go. So let's let's talk about you guys. Let's see what you guys have to say. Um, let's see what you guys wrote here. Do we have anything? Okay. V oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Vishnu. Uh, Vaka. I hope I said that right. My Unacceptable from Vishnu. You ready? Hi, Paul. My name is Vishnu Vaka, a big fan of your comedy and your podcast. You touched on a subject dear to my heart during your earlier podcast when you talked about the harm sugar does to our bodies. Okay? I moved to the U.S. as a teenager. I was, 100 and <laughs> I was 120 pounds. Okay. Um, 120 pounds you moved... Uh, to, and I know, by the way, I know Vishnu. He is a comedian uh, from New Jersey, uh, or that's where he moved. And he's very, very funny. He's a newer comedian. And he listens to the podcast all the time, and he wanted to write in. And I saw him, and he said I wrote in, and this is it. So thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate the support. Um, and I can't believe you moved here as a teenager at 120. That seems low. Like, as a teenager, I feel like teenagers are like, whatever 140 150 but whatever so you're 120 for three uh for three months from june to september before school started i had no friends uh and nowhere to go 
All I did was drink. <laughs> All I did was drink soft drinks and watch Chuck Norris movies on TBS. Oh my God, that is the, one of the greatest things. That's one of the greatest sentences ever written on my show. All I did was drink soft drinks and watch Chuck Norris movies on TBS. That is awesome. Uh, by the time I started school, I was at 180 pounds. It was my fault for drinking so many Cokes, but back then, neither I nor my parents realized how much damage those soft drinks are doing to me. <laughs> oh my God, that's such a great, that's so great. Um, ever since I have been struggling with my weight, I think, um, I think poor people in the rest of the world get skinny due to lack of food, but in the U.S., we get fat because of cheap engineered fast food available readily to us. For example, they don't even use real sugar anymore. Instead, they substitute corn syrup, which our body doesn't know how to process and just store it as fat. That is my unacceptable for this week. Anyways, love your podcast. I'm glad you touched on this subject. I'm truly, I am trying hard to teach my son to eat right and exercise as I don't want him to struggle with weight as I did. Uh, wish you the best and looking forward to your next podcast. That's a great one. That is an absolutely great, um, unacceptable Vishu. I appreciate it. And, you know, and you're 100% right. Because, you know, um, it's it's crazy that when you're starving in other countries, you're skinny. But when you're starving here, you could scrape together $3 and have 36 nuggets of Diet Coke and a small fries and feel satisfied and good when... You wash it down with a liter of soda and you're just killing yourself. But other places, it's like they would rather, you know, they, I mean, they don't have that available. Lord knows if they did have that available. I mean, let's not shit on America either because that's the other thing. If those people in those third world countries had a fucking McDonald's or a Burger King sitting on the corner and not some fucking mud hut, you know, they would uh, they would be gorging themselves and there'd be a lot of fat fucks all over the country, all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be hilarious if they just built a mcdonald's in like every third world like on and every corner in a third world country you just have people fucking slitting each other's throats for 50 cents so they could slug down some <laughs> drinking fucking <laughs> chicken nuggets through a straw fucking guys snorting fries it, it is it is amazing though it is amazing what you can eat in this country for 10 bucks i mean if you go into burger king with $10, you can dine like a god. I mean, it's obviously not good food, but you go in there with $10. All right, and it's, let's look at it right now. How about that? We'll look at it right now here on the show. Let's look at what you can get, okay, from Burger King with um, with with 10 bucks. I'm going to do it right now. Dollar, we'll, we'll go to the, we'll go to the dollar menu. Imagine, imagine you're starving, you're homeless, you're starving, homeless. You get ten bucks, okay? Get ten bucks, and let's go dollar menu, okay? At, at Burger King, okay. So here you go. Here it is. You have a, a bacon cheeseburger for one dollar and forty nine cents. You get a double bacon cheeseburger for two dollars and twenty nine cents, and you get a bacon cheeseburger deluxe for a dollar sixty nine. That means what I just read with six six uh, two yes. With about six dollars and change, under seven bucks, you can get one. Two, you can get three burgers, one of which is a cheeseburger deluxe, one of which has two patties, and all of them have bacon. Okay, for seven dollars, and then you could add French fries and a drink for ten dollars. Okay, so you could eat fries, three big greasy bacon cheeseburgers, and have a soda for ten dollars, and you'll be gorged and you'll be full. And it is the worst thing that you could do for yourself. That's what happens when you're fucking broke in this country. And it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. That's a great... Um, and it's good that you want your son too, you know? Because there's a lot of fat kids, man. There's a lot of fat kids today and it sucks. I, I see it. I see it in, in, my, in my kids' school where like they're not fat yet. But you're just looking at their hands. And then, you know, let's be honest. You look at the parents and we've talked about the genes that the parents have. And you're just like, this is not going to end well unless something has changed. Um, it's a really, it's a, it sucks, man. It's a slippery slope, dude, you know. 
Because, like, and listen, my kids grab a bag of chips at home sometimes, and we watch, like, all right, how many Doritos did you have? Put it back. You know, one cookie. You're drinking water. You're eating fruit. You're eating vegetables. What'd you eat today? You know, my kids love to fucking sneak ice cream and, 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 and pops like they do. You know, like all kids. All kids say, like, how many, hey, how many uh, ice pops did you have today? I think, like, two. That means, and then you see, like, a pile of wrappers. There's just seven wrappers in the thing. You know, no, we, we split them. That might be from yesterday. And you know it's from like a half hour ago. Their lips are blue. Per- they got like rainbow lips. Fucking there's like a million, you know, popsicle sticks laying around the house. No, I was going to glue them together and make house. <laughs> really? Is that why one of your teeth is blue and the other one's purple? Like how many of those things did you eat? It's tough. I was a kid too. It's tough. It's tough, man. You, you know, a Dorito... A Dorito is, if you could, if you could eat one Dorito and close the bag, you should, there should be like a, they should, that should be a YouTube thing where you give somebody one Dorito, right? And you watch them eat one and then they have to close the bag and put it away. And if you could install cameras and just find out if that person goes back like it's cracked, because it is one of the hardest things to do. I think the two hardest things to do when it comes to eating bad is laying off a Dorito or a potato chip or a slice of pizza. Those are the top, those are the three that are just, you know, I say to myself, I'm not drinking anything but water and I'll just take one little sip of a Diet Coke if someone's got it. Like if my wife has a Diet Coke, I'll just be like, let me get a sip of that real quick and I'll sip it and the next thing you know, I'm just throwing back, just saying it right now, I know I'm going to get a Diet Coke after I do this podcast because I can't handle it. I just can't handle it. You give me a bowl of gummy bears, I can't handle it. You know, it is. It's really tough. I'm telling you, go to Europe for 30 days and you will come back. That should just be, you should just, that should be your diet. A 30-day vacation in Europe and you're going to be like, I am a disgraceful pig who should be taken in my backyard and shot through the head with a fucking rifle and, and, and you know, put down so somebody else can get the food that I've, <laughs> that I've been consuming. So multiple people can live off the food that I've been consuming. Like the absolute disgraceful animal that I am. Um, so, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's really tough to lose weight and I'm really, I'm really trying. But I'll tell you guys this. I am almost 14 days sober. Uh, no booze. No, no, no wine. I'm not, you know, wine is something I used to not count. I'm like, no, I'm not drinking. You know, I mean, a glass of wine with dinner, but all of a sudden it turned into like four bottles of Cabernet in three days. And I'm like, yeah, I'm actually drinking. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of calories to throw down the gullet. So um, no wine, no booze, nothing. No, no, no sips of anything. Nothing for almost 14 days. Feels good. And I'm going to see how long I could go. Giannis' uh, wedding is March 2nd. And, um... You know, so that one's good. That one will be, I'm sure there'll be, you know, I'm going to grease the wheels a little bit on that one. I mean, I'm not going to be able to go to, uh, what's wrong, buddy? What are you doing? You want to talk about sneakers real quick on the show? No? Why not? Come on. Tell tell the, tell the people what your favorite, what, what's the new one you want to get? What's the next one you want to get? The Jordan one UNC. Oh, the Jordan one. That's the one he wants. He wants the Jordan one UNC which is basically the white leather Jordans where the with the baby blue, the powder blue, uh, the North Carolina powder blue color. Uh, and, they're, yeah, they're pretty sick. But there's no way his mother's going to allow that to happen because she just bought him the Jordan 5s that are blue suede, and he's wore them three times. And then she sees him going on to the... And he gets it from his mom. I got to whisper this. He gets it from his mom. You want to laugh? We moved to this house, which I love, up in the country. We got a ton of land. I love where I live, okay? The house was redone in 2010. It's pretty much brand new. I know nine years is nine years, but we've kept it really. It's a great house, all right? Two years into living here, I just saw my wife on like realtor.com. And I go, what the f-? I'm just looking. I'm just it's like, yeah, what do you wonder why your son gets a pair of sick-ass J's and then 48 hours later he's looking at Jordan 1 UNCs? Um, one thing that's really funny, too, that they have, that's the same as my wife is a very picky eater. Like if she, like, looks at the chicken and if there's anything wrong with any piece of protein, like she'll look at pork chops, any meat that has, like, fat, a vein, like, a, you know, like, a, you know, like any little thing on the chicken, you know, if you see a piece of chicken and it's not all, like she needs perfectly, like, like diced 
cubed white meat. Like it's got to be per- – and my son does the same thing. He looks – they like tilt their head. They look at it. And I just look at her when he does it. And I'm like, this is for you. And she's like, what do you want me to say? He's cute. And I'm like, yeah, I know he's cute. But he's also, he eats like a lunatic like his mother. <laughs> it's, I'm not picky. I'm not a picky eater at all. There's three things I won't eat, people. You want to know them? I might have mentioned them on the show before. But here you go. If there's ever TVE trivia, here you go. The three things that I will not eat. Sometimes I'll try one of them. But the three things that I don't, and one I don't even, I, one I never touch, ever touch, won't touch it. Corn. I do not eat corn. I don't eat corn on the cob. Okay. The, I mean, I'll eat popcorn. The only, the only kind of corn I'll eat is popcorn at a movie theater. But I don't consider that corn. I'm talking about people that eat corn or cut corn off the cob and then they put it in like corn on a salad. I don't do that. I do not eat corn. Corn on the cob does nothing for me when it's made in my home. They, they know not to even give it to me. Uh, so corn I do not touch. Peas. I do not eat peas. Peas are disgusting to me. There's no vet. Nobody. I mean, can you find somebody that actually chewed on a fucking mouthful, a handful of peas and enjoyed it? Let me talk to that. Look that person in the eye so I could see what a psychopath looks like. Okay. Anybody that can take peas and chew them and actually make the, oh my God, this is, is a liar or an absolute sociopath, psychopath. There is no way you're going to tell me that fucking peas are delicious. It, I won't, I won't believe you. Okay. I won't believe you. No, but split pea soup. Yeah. With hot other tasting liquids and seasoning and ham on it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. I can tolerate that too. I can tolerate a piece of dog shit. If you throw fucking maple syrup and gummy bears all over it and I close my eyes and, you know, and hold my nose, I can tolerate a piece of dog shit. It's the same thing. But if you want to go, when I talk food, I talk, it stands alone. All right. What food stands alone? Okay. I'll tell you what stands alone. Strawberries, delicious. Pineapple, great. Steamed broccoli with a little bit of seasoning. Not bad. Okay, garlic and olive oil on asparagus. I can do that. Spinach with a little bit of vinegar and salt. I can do that. Okay, but you could put salt on peas and then I'm chewing the peas. And when you break into that mushy middle, it's disgusting. It just is. And I'm not going to sit here and argue with somebody that is going to try to tell me. If you try to tell me you like peas, you're basically trying to be an outside the box asshole. Okay, at least tell me I can tolerate them and I don't pick them out of a dish because I don't mind them. I like them with certain things. I'll give you that. But you cannot tell me that a pea standalone is good. You just fucking can't. It's, it's, that's unacceptable to me because it, it's, it's actually not reality. And I will fight that to the bitter end to my death. You can't tell me peas are good. I'll, I'll tell you this. I don't like corn because I don't like the texture. Okay, it does no value to your, you can't digest it. You know, that's why people shit it out. You know, anything that you throw down your throat and then your body is like, tries to like turn it into fucking waste and and your body's just like, I don't even know what to do with this. It's just coming out the same way it came in. I don't want that, but I don't like the texture. It does nothing. However, I can see how some people think it tastes delicious when they eat it. It doesn't for me, but a little bit of salt and butter, I guess I could understand. Peas, I cannot. Peas, I cannot. I know you're saying, Paul, it's a little weird how you're getting so upset and defensive about peas. No, it's not because there are people that like them and there are people that like will eat them and be like they like them and there's not, it's not a, I don't think it's a thing. I actually don't buy it. I think it's a hoax. I'm actually, it's like a conspiracy to me. That's how crazy I am about it. It's a conspiracy to me how peas are, are awful. Um, you know, string beans, certain, certain. Not the crunchy, dry ones that people like. You know, the ones you get in the mall when you go to the fucking Asian place and you get two things with noodles and then and there's, oh, yeah, let me get, you try to be healthy. You're like, yeah, let me get those dry, crunchy, green things so I think I'm doing good. They taste awful. It's like, no, I mean, I, I get that. But, but so anyway, let me, I, I digress. Let me go back. Corn, peas, and like diner coleslaw, I just can't. I, I mean, diner coleslaw tastes like you, you, you were rummaging through a, a dumpster in the back of the joint and you just, you needed to eat. I mean, it tastes like garbage. It tastes like, it tastes like, you know, rotten lettuce with mayonnaise mixed in. It's disgusting. Now, that being said, and the reason why I say one of the three I'll, I'll try every once in a while is sometimes you get somebody who's like, oh, did you try, 
you know, Aunt So-and-So's coleslaw. And they call it coleslaw, but it's really not. It's got, like, pickle shit in it. It's got, like, cranberries. It's, like, it's got some shit that you're like, this is not. I'm talking, like, old-school coleslaw that they put on the side of your burger at a diner that looks like mayonnaise soup with a couple of, you know, stragglers of, like, little carrot shreddings on it. You guys know what I'm talking about, okay? You'd watch your grandfather or father eat it with a fork and you were thinking how disgusted it was next to a pickle and you would try it and it tastes like garbage and that stuck with you forever. So now you need some miracle ingredient. You, you, you need some, uh, you know, relative to pull a miracle to make it kind of taste good. So I go for those because some people try to make a good, like there was a coleslaw going around at my Thanksgiving table. I don't consider it coleslaw because I consider coleslaw what it really you know, is, but this was a different thing and it was good. So that's why you got to be careful with the word coleslaw, but old school coleslaw, diner coleslaw. No, I don't touch it. I won't touch it. You know, I mean, a a starving dog would be picky with some of the coleslaws that I've, that I've tried in my day. Um, but peas, so peas, corn and coleslaw, you know, and my wife knows, like my wife will make a steak dinner or my wife will make something. And, and, you know, my wife and kids love corn on a cob. So I'll, I'll just see a giant pot on the stove with corn on a cob, just, you know, boiling in it. And I'm just, they, they know there's just not one for me. It's just not, you know, you want to bite? It's like, nah, they know my wife won't even, you know, and if peas get brought up in the house, it's a fight. It's, it's, it might as well be, you know, like, (laughs) Imagine that. Yeah, dude, domestic dispute at the Verzi's. I don't know. Chairs were flying and plates were flying. She, you know, she, she made peas and he just lost his shit. He just freaked, he just freaked the fuck out. Um, I don't know how we got here from that. I guess eating or whatever. I don't know why, how that rant happened. And now there's 56 minutes into the show. But um, I mean, that's the point of this show is clean sneakers, no peas. Um you know, no corn. This is the cornless podcast. The peeless, the peeless podcast. What am I missing here? Did I, did we, am I missing any, um, oh, I haven't really seen anything good on Netflix. I don't know even what's been on there. I, you know, I, I, I didn't want to watch the Ted Bundy tapes just because I kind of know the story and I haven't really, uh, been into the whole Netflix thing. I've been watching Forensic Files, which is making me really freaking lock my doors and scared shitless about the amount of things. I mean, it lets me know when you see how many Forensic Files there are, they're like, all right, well, there's a lot of killers out there then, because what the hell's going on here? Um, but yeah, I don't know uh, of any good movies on Netflix, so if you guys do, please send them over my way, and uh, you know, I'll obviously shout you out and the and the thing out. Um so we'll see what happens with, we'll see what happens. I I didn't, I was going to go to the movies, did not see, uh, was going to take my kids to see Lego movie, but one of my fucking relatives already did. You know how annoying that is that I go on the road and I'm excited to come home and do something with my kids. All right. I have to whisper this. All right. And I don't know if my wife's going to hear this and it's not even my wife. Maybe it's her family. I don't know. All right. But I fucking, I, I'm sorry. The peace thing got me. So this is the mindset the rest of the way, guys. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. The, the rest of the way I'm going to be, it's just not, I was happy. It was fine. It's just it. I'm not doing anything else. I'm just a little pissed off. So I'm going to keep this thread going. It's like, I go away on the road. Okay. And I miss my kids. And I'm like, oh, when I get home and I see Lucas and Sophia, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick them up. I'm going to take them to a movie. I'm going to buy them, you know, some lunch. We're going to sit down. We're going to have a nice day together. We're going to talk about the movie, blah, 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 do the whole thing. And guess what? I get home. Oh, so-and-so, like, wanted to take them. Is that okay? And it's like, it's like, I mean, I guess, I guess, or so-and-so could understand that I want to take them. Can that ever fucking, can that ever happen? You know? And it's not just one. It's not just one relative. It's happened multiple times. It's happened multiple times. Or my wife says to me, oh, so-and-so and and their kids wanted to go, so I'd figure I'd take them. So now here's the rules. I go, okay, if we're going to have this, if we're going to have this, you know, movie war, if we're going to go down this road, then I'm going, then I'm, then I'm, you know, then I'm going to become a general too of it. If we're going to have this war, I'm a general of them going to the movies war too now. Okay, because guess what? When daddy's home, I'll take him to two. I'll take him to R-rated movies now. I'll start taking him to. I'll start taking him to movies. They'll start looking at animated movies like it's a joke if we're playing that game. 
No, because then she'll freak out and then it won't be worth it. I'll be sleeping on the couch being like, I didn't know that <laughs> taking them to see the prophecy or whatever that horror movie is was bad. I didn't know that. Um, what else? The The Giants may trade Odell Beckham Jr. I'm hearing rumors about that. If it happens, I'm fine with it. Um, I stand by the Porzingis trade. I think the Giants are going to get, I think the Giants are going to get the big guys, like I mentioned on the show. And, um, I hope that Zion Williamson becomes a Nick. Uh, there have been no movies this week. Uh, oh, put your picks into Capper Network. Do your little sports prediction there. It's completely free to join. Check out Capper Network if you want to get on the leaderboard. Do all that. Um, all things comedy, check out the, the specials and check out the podcasts and all that stuff. Um, powder your balls with chassis. I hope you guys are still using chassis on your balls. That's amazing. Um, I'd love to get chassis down to my live podcast just for like a one night event, you know, making everybody balls smell good. That'd be nice. Maybe we could do something like that. Uh, that's going to be episode 400. I'm going to have information on that within the next three weeks. So uh, it's going to be a dope little night in New York City there is what we're going to do. And it's just going to be me and one monster guest talking to you guys. And here's what I want to do. I want to have audience members step up with a microphone. There'll be there'll be somebody in the audience to do a mic, and they come up with um, unacceptables, and we will pick three unacceptables. We'll talk to people before the show. We'll pick three unacceptables. They'll talk. Me and the guest will break that down. We'll have a good time with that. It'll probably be about an hour and a half show, maybe a little more than an hour, and we'll do it from there. I think it could be really dope. So uh, I'm going to put that together. I think you guys will like that. And you guys will definitely like the next Patreon and the next Patreon guest, which I'm going to do. Uh, we're over an hour. I didn't realize I was going to scream about peas like that, but I need to get this podcast out uh, today. So thank you, guys. This has been episode 391. Um, be careful with your sneakers. All right. Uh, don't get your kids fat. Watch what you eat. Peas suck. And uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been 391. There'll be more information um, coming up soon um, about uh, about everything we talked about. And uh, there we go. I'm out of here. I will talk to you guys soon. Until episode uh, 392, I'm out of here. Take care.